Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. It was a complete no-brainer offer. It had about a 30% take rate on that offer. So right there, we were getting another eight bucks from over 30% of the people making our AOV higher before they even got into the funnel. So order bumps are just a magical thing and I think everybody should use them. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Ralph Burns and I am without Molly Pittman today, but I am with, virtually, a returning guest to Perpetual Traffic and one of our most popular guests on Perpetual Traffic. I don't even know if he knows that as of yet, but it's one of the most downloaded episodes that we have here in Perpetual Traffic. We loved him as a guest before. So we're bringing him back again, Mr. Tanner Larson. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. And no, I did not know that, but I got a big old smile on my face right now. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for letting me know that. That's cool. It's kind of funny because that episode, which is episode 166, was the episode that probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast week in and week out thought was maybe a very curious title. We opened a loop on that title. That might be it, but also I think the content was killer. Um, and the reason why he's back here today. So last time on episode 166, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and take a listen to it. Not right now, but maybe after this episode, because Tanner delivered the goods there on lots of ways in which he refers to as revenue optimization, in which he deploys on his websites, as well as teaches his students variety of different industries, mostly e-commerce, but we're going to be talking about e-commerce today as well as some info and maybe even some services. If you want to check out Tanner, go over to buildgrowscale.com. He's got a couple of different ways to interact with him. And he's actually got a book out called E-Commerce Evolved that we now make as required reading for every new tier 11 
account manager employee. So Tanner's getting rich $9.99 at a time. $7.95. Uh, $7.95. <laughs> $7. You know, you're doing more podcast with you because, you know, you guys give me a big head and I like that. So that's good. That's good. Well, now, you know, we've set the bar so high. I guess you're really going to have to deliver on this one, man. Sounds good. I'm excited. Hey guys, Darren here, the producer of the show. And this episode, which you're going to love, by the way, is brought to you by Digital Marketer. So our mission at Digital Marketer is to double the size of 10,000 businesses by 2020. On our platform, we provide training for every aspect of the industry, powerful tools to equip you to succeed, and a community of experts that will help you find the answers that you need. So whether you're an entrepreneur, an agency that helps others cultivate an online presence, or a member of a marketing team wanting to advance your skill set, we are here to help. We have plans ranging from completely free all the way to certified partner level. So come and join the world's most engaged community of marketers and business owners. Go to digitalmarketer.com and get stuck in. All right, back to the show. Cool. Well, today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite topics aside from Facebook ads, but this is everything after the click, just like on episode 166, how you can increase your average order value, get people to buy more stuff once they click on your ad from Facebook or whatever traffic source with front end boosters. So really interested to talk to Tanner about this today. We did talk a little bit about it, give you a little bit of a taste back on episode 166, but today we're really going to get deep and even give you some examples here of how you can learn how to do this stuff and then deploy it quickly to increase your average order value. So just to start from square one, average order value. Tanner, maybe you can just sort of set the table for us. What exactly is that if you are either e-commerce or you're just a regular customer trying to sell your stuff on the interwebs? Average order value is the same no matter what industry you're in, whether it's info products, services, anything you're selling online or e-com, physical widgets, lotions, potions, thigh creams, butt creams, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? To quote the old Amway thing, right? Anyway, with AOV, your average order value, we're looking at basically what it is, the average size or dollar value of every order that comes in. So you take up all the sales that come in from your site during a certain period, divide that by the total revenue, and that gives you your average order value. Okay. And what this is a metric for is you can't look at your high sales, your low sales value and things like that and try to base your advertising on that because it's not consistent. So you take the average of what your store is producing per customer. You use that as your benchmark for what you're able to spend on operations, on advertising, on everything else. And you kind of start with that number and work your way backwards. This is actually something that most people don't do very well because they arbitrarily pick a price to sell their product for without any substantiated reason as to why. They go, oh, well, if my competitor is selling it for this, let's sell it for two bucks less. Or my competitor is selling it for X, let's sell it for X plus Y because we want to be a higher price. But aside from that, there's really no other thought that goes into it, which is bad because you need to consider your cost of goods. You need to consider your operating expenses. You need to consider your advertising costs. All of that has to be factored into what you charge, right? Sure. So average order value is kind of the basic metric that we use on the price side to work with the advertising side. Right. So in theory, the more your average order value, the higher your average order value, all things being equal, potentially the more you can pay for a customer. 
correct? That is 100% true. And I would say it's almost fact, but there's always that outlier that just ruins everything, right? But yeah, in the most cases, 99.9% of the cases, if your AOV is higher, you will be able to spend more to acquire the customer. Right. And as Ryan Dice always says, I don't even know who said that first. It probably wasn't even Ryan Dice, but he or she who is willing and able to spend more for a customer wins, right? Totally. Yeah. I don't know if it was Ryan Dice. We'll give Ryan credit. We'll give it to Ryan. I heard Dan Kennedy say it and he's older than Ryan. So maybe Ryan should give the credit to Dan because Dan's the elder. I was watching some training the other day and he took credit for like a George Washington quote. So, you know, this will make him happy. (laughs) The podcast does live on his website. So average order value, we want to bump up that average order value. So that affects all your economics of how much you can pay or are willing to pay for a customer. But in general, and I know we mentioned this on the last show that we did together here, that was episode 166, is that in general, what metrics should you use as far as ratio of costs versus selling price to really be able to compete out there on the internet, on your own website, on your own e-commerce store? Like what metric do you use? And maybe we can back that into how a lot of these boosters can really help you be a more effective advertiser and run your business more efficiently. Okay, so we start with price. And in our case, if your cost of goods, we use a minimum of a 3x multiplier, and that's we call it the rule of three. You never have a product that doesn't meet the rule of three. And in that case, the rule of three is your three times the cost of goods. So if your cost of goods sold is $10 for your product, then the minimum price you would be selling your product for would be $30. This is going to be a little bit different than most people, and I'll explain why in a second. But our rationale there is you have a third of your price is cost of goods, a third of your price is operations and other expenses, and then a third of your price is advertising. Now, reality is advertising, as you know, you guys know from listening to this podcast, your cost of acquisition is usually more than, in this case, 10 bucks. Right. And notice that nowhere in that pricing strategy did I say the word profit, because we're acquiring customers here. So in that case, if we're acquiring customers with paid media, our goal is not profit. Our goal is break even. We want to be able to spend as much as possible, I should say, to acquire the customer so that we can afford to buy more expensive traffic sources and scale. Right. And hopefully be able to sell them more as opposed to just selling them one offer. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point of business, right? That's where the money is really made is on the back end. Most definitely. So if I have a, for the sake of argument, let's say it's a $10 cost of goods sold. I'm selling my product for $30 and I'm not selling it on Amazon, I'm selling it on my Shopify store. What's the easiest or maybe the most popular front-end booster that you've seen to increase that average order value? In that case, if you buy one of those things, the average order value is 30. Obviously, for you, you look at all of your sales in the last maybe six to 12 months, divide by how many orders, that's how you get your average order value, correct? Like that's usually a look back period. Okay, so what's the easiest way to do it and what's the one that you found most effective? And maybe we can even give people a few examples here as well. Totally. So tying in with that rule of three, we're saying, you know, someone sells one product, in this case, a $30 product with a $10 cost of goods, $10 allocated to operational expenses and everything else you gotta pay for, and then $10 for advertising. Well, as we know, a $30 product and getting a cost per acquisition for 10 bucks at scale is going to be very tough to do, right? So there's really almost no chance of you scaling your advertising with that structure. So the next step is 
figuring out a way to boost that average order value, increase the take rate, get them to add more to their cart, get them to buy more things, more expensive things, whatever, so that your average order value, in this case, we're saying 30, let's get it to 45 or 50 or 60 or you know, as high as we can. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple really easy ways to do this. The tried and true most popular because of Russell Brunson way of increasing your average order value is a sales funnel with post-purchase upsells, which we talked about a lot in the previous episode. But a lot of people don't have that functionality or it's just, it's too complicated or too tech heavy or whatever. So Mm -hmm. today we're going to focus on pre-purchase AOV boosters, things we can do to increase the AOV before they've clicked the buy now button. So in this case, there's a couple really easy ways to do it. There's at least four. We'll cover those four and then we'll show you some cool examples and some tweaks and I'll give you some ideas. The first cart booster that's the easiest to do is if your product allows for it is additional quantity, simply allowing them to buy more of the same product right there without having to just increase the product button. If it's a cart, they don't need to add more. Give them an option where it's like, hey, buy a bundle and save X. Mm-hmm. right? This is the greatest thing in the supplement industry that's really helped people scale is don't buy one, buy three, right? Or six. One, three, or six is kind of the magic model for supplements. That simple methodology of just allowing them to have a drop down or checkbox options on the site where it's like one, three, or six, and the price shows the discount for each different bundle mm-hmm. is a huge way to do that. Another thing you can do within the additional quantity option is pre-select the middle option, okay? So if you have three options, like one, three, and six, pre-select the third option and call it your best value or whatever. And a lot of the time people will come back to that because if they click away from it, they feel like they're losing a deal. So they come back and click it and then they wind up checking out with the higher bundle option. This is especially important if your product is super cheap, you have to bundle it in order to increase that sale price. And so that's just in a quantity one. Got it. So the quantities that we've seen in the tier 11 agency, especially in the supplement space are one, three, and six. I've never really understood exactly why it's those numbers. I'm sure they've been tested, but like for somebody who is selling physical products, would that be the thing that you would recommend right out of the gate? Or is it more of a, it depends type of question? It's for sure. an it depends thing. So in terms of your question to, has it been tested? It has. The one who's tested it the most is Ed O'Keefe, a good buddy of mine. And with his Marine D3 supplements, actually, he's basically the guy everybody else has copied in that model. And it's been tested I don't know all the stats on it. I know that every single time it's one. So we're good enough with that. But as to one, three, six, is that the number you should use? I think it really depends on your product. You know, if it's something that lends itself to one, three, six, where someone would actually want six of whatever your widget is. If you're selling toilet paper, six rolls is cool. Mm -hmm. If you're selling toilet plungers, I don't know that they need six plungers. Right. Right. So it would depend on that. But for sure, if you're going to do quantity bundling, make it fit the product. You know, if you're selling jewelry and it's like a Siberian Husky pendant, and I'm saying that because we used to sell one of those, we did well with one, two, and three quantities. Three, uh, a few people took, but lots of people took the two because it was, you know, they bought it for themselves and they wanted to give it to their mom or someone else who loved Huskies. And that was a way to increase the quantity, get them to buy two, but you always want to have three. That comes from the SaaS world, from the software world. Having the good, better, best pricing model or good, better, better, or whatever like that, you want to have three pricing options that kind of forces them to the middle. That's just basic sales psychology. So tell me about how that would look on the page. Remember, the person hasn't bought yet. All they've done is they've maybe clicked from a Facebook ad, gone to either a sales page, a collection page, a homepage, a landing page of some sort, and then clicked the button that actually takes them to the product 
page. So here we are on the product page. Where does that show up? If it's a shopping cart, as in like a Shopify store or an e-commerce store like that, there's two ways it shows up or it can show up well. There's other ways to do it. I'm not even going to talk about those. I'm going to talk about the two that work. First one is a dropdown where you can still pre-select the one you want, but it drops down and it shows the three options, right? And that would be right above the quantity, right below the price and above the add to cart button. Now, if you're not on an e-commerce store, typically you're going to go straight from your buy page straight to your checkout. And in that case, you create a product selection option in ClickFunnels, that's super easy. And in a lot of the other funnel platforms, it's very easy as well. And you would have a step called product selection where you would just show basically radio buttons or checkboxes check this one for product one, check this for three products, check this for six products. And to the side of it, you have the title of the product and then you have the price and in parentheses, you have the amount of savings they get for going to the next bundle. Got it. Now, is it always the middle one that you want to highlight in that case? Or is it sort of depend or there's always the it depends question? Most of the time it winds up that natural selection, the 80-20 rule in effect, whatever you want to call it, people gravitate towards that middle option. They don't want to be the cheapest, but they don't want to be the most expensive. So they wind up in the middle in terms of where the customer winds up. So we found that it works really well, but during holiday times or things like that, we may push people by highlighting it differently. The third option, the most expensive option, like, hey, great gift bundle or something like that, and really make people aware specifically like, hey, Cyber Monday, you know, Black Friday sale, we're going to give you a bigger discount on the six pack than we would normally ever would buy now kind of thing. So you got to use some common sense here. And obviously the economies of scale, obviously are things you have to factor in as well. But in most cases, obviously it's just like, let's think about the user experience. What makes the most sense? You nailed it right there. That's what revenue optimization is all about. User experience, the way they flow through the process, the order and the customer journey, that's all that matters. So if you're going to do this kind of thing, you got to make sure that it doesn't cause a friction point or a disconnect. It needs to be intuitive. It needs to be, make sense. And it needs to be relevant. Again, nobody needs six toilet plungers. Now, if you don't really know, if you're like a newer business and maybe you're an Amazon seller, we're talking about this type of profile, like you're selling on Amazon, your product's doing great. And you're like, well, I got to set up my own store. I'm not really sure how to really do this. Do you use like with new customers that you guys consult with or even people that you coach, do you set up any sort of like hot jar or anything like that to look at these pages to figure out where are people actually clicking in the user experience and get your data that way? We used to use hot jar. Hot jar was great for a while. It's got its own limitations. Then we went to true conversion and we love that. And our new favorite is lucky orange. And we do the recording, so we're watching user sessions. Lucky Orange also has customer surveying functionality and all kinds of other things you can do. But yes, watching the customer experience is key. Asking the customers why they made the choice that they made, why they didn't make the choice you wanted them to make, all those kind of things. And we reward our customers for this information as well because we want them to be happy and feel appreciated. But gathering that, and then we go back and dial in our offer even better. Got it. And that's just one cart booster. That's just the additional quantity. That's probably one of the easiest ones you can do. Uh, you want to jump on to the next one? Yeah, that's a lot right there. And the first one you mentioned is obviously is the easiest and simplest, depending on what the platform is. So yeah, let's go into number two. And that one is the easiest and simplest in terms of an instant way to really add a significant amount of additional price point coming in, right? Additional amount of money to the AOV. The next one may add a smaller amount, but may have a higher take rate, okay? This one is enhanced shipping. 
All right. This is actually one of my favorites. It can literally be free money if you execute it in the right way. So you have a couple different options here. Number one, if you ship a lot of volume, you have great shipping rates with your fulfillment provider and they pass on the discounts to you or things like that, then you have more leverage here. There's a couple different options I'll explain in a second, but the basics of enhanced shipping is you can get your ceramic kitchen knife with standard shipping for $4.95 or you can pay $8.95 and get the kitchen knife with expedited shipping. And if you can ship at a faster rate and still be profitable, then that's cool. The way we like to use it, because a lot of our customers can't control their shipping prices because they use a third-party fulfillment or their volumes may or may not be high enough on this particular product or whatever, but is we'll do something during high volume times called priority processing. Now, this is one of those things that it's like Star Wars. It can be used for the dark side of the force or the light side of the force. If you use it for evil, you're just a schmuck. And if you use it ethically, you can make a ton of money and your customers will love you for it. So let me explain. Priority processing is if you have volume of shipping and it's normally taking you two to three days to get an order out the door. If they check the priority processing button, you guarantee that order to go out within 24 hours. Okay. So you're basically, they're paying to get bumped to the front of the line. It's the same shipping, the same shipping speed, still first class, UPS ground, whatever, but they're paying $4.95 or whatever to get bumped to the front of the line. And the way that would work on the fulfillment side is anybody who purchased the priority processing, they would print all those orders first in the batch print fulfill those orders, make sure they go out 24 hours, then fulfill everybody else's orders. If you do that ethically, there's nothing wrong with it. You do that shady and that's not okay because now you're straight up committing fraud basically. But this can be a huge, huge thing. That's a very simple way to do it. You can just add a shipping option to your checkout, okay? Whether it's cart or a checkout page. Now, the other cool thing about priority processing is it works exceptionally well as the final upsell in a sales funnel as well. And it also works really well as an order bump, which is the next cart booster we're going to talk about. Cool. Yeah. I mean, priority shipping or expedited shipping, I typically don't think of as a front end order booster. I want to be clear. I'm saying priority processing, not priority shipping, because priority shipping is upgrading their shipping class to the next three day select for postal, right? Got it. All we're saying is front of the line processing. And you could change the terms like, hey, if you have a three-week lead time, but you can get it out in a week, you could change it to that. We really don't use this year round all the time, but during high volume time, specifically like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas, Valentine's Day, any big holidays when the sales volume is huge, it's a natural thing to add in there because they want to make sure they get whatever they buy on time. So they're more susceptible and willing to spend more on an expedited service. Right. But it doesn't make a guarantee of how many days you will actually get it. Correct. Because that's all on the postal or the mail system. All you're doing is I guarantee it'll hit the mail stream within 24 hours, which especially during volume, when we had our own fulfillment warehouse for our own products, we would ship, you know, three to 5,000 products a day or more. We get them all out within the same day. But during holiday rushes, sometimes we would be three, four days before we could get all the orders out. We get backlogged. So by allowing customers to have that option, of taking the priority processing, it number one, made us a lot of money. Number two, it also allowed the customer to have that choice. So this also reduced customer service when they're like, oh, it took three days to get out. We're like, we know, we, we told you that. That's why we gave you the option of upgrading. And they're like, oh, that's right. I didn't choose to do that. Got it. So you mentioned a, two prices to start off. Like what percentage premium would you typically add to something like this as the way to start things off? If you're actually upgrading their shipping, then I would try to add a 20% to the cost of your shipping. So if you're upgrading them from first class to priority, 
whatever your priority charge is, add 20% to that. Now, the whole thing is, is only if your volume supports the lowered shipping cost, because if you're paying commercial rates, it might not be worth it unless you're like right up there before Christmas. Now, that brings me to a good point. As you get closer and closer to Christmas or closer and closer to the gift delivery cutoff deadline for you to be able to ship, which all your shippers will tell you, that is a perfect time to start increasing your prices and get for your guaranteed delivery type stuff. The more manic and crazy the last minute shopper is, and the more stress there is that they're not going to be able to get what they need in time because they delayed, the more willing they are to pay premiums to make sure they get it. So we will typically, as we get closer, we'll creep those prices up significantly and there's no lashback and it's just more money. Totally makes sense. Now in the priority processing, we like to keep that sub $6. Is that tested that a prior price won't work? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's literally just because it's just front of the line service. So less than that, we feel comfortable with. We don't have any you know, lashback. So we test anything from 385 on up to 699 and somewhere in between there is the sweet spot. The more expensive the product is, the higher you can charge your priority processing with no issue. But the range typically is that three-ish, six-ish range just in general. And the take rate on priority processing is usually around 16%. That's pretty cool. So, so far we've got number one, quantities. Number two, enhanced shipping, not free plus shipping, not, you know, priority shipping as later. I even made that mistake when I was saying it before. Want to make sure that we get that right. That's priority processing. So number three is what? Number three is your and my favorite, the order bump. Yeah. All right. So the order bump is, I think, one of the coolest things since sliced bread. The order bump is really easy to implement in a traditional info product or even a service product type funnel. It can also be applied to e-commerce stores. We'll talk about that one last because there's a little bit more complexity there. But from a traditional info product sales funnel where they click from the buy page to a checkout page, which may be a multi-step or a single page checkout, the order bump is basically a checkbox with some text around it and usually a little bit of an explainer. You always see it surrounded by dashed lines and it's usually yellow and whatnot. I mean, it's right below the credit card details but above the buy now button. And all it is is a complimentary offer that they can check. And it's, the idea is to make it so irresistible and no brainer that the vast majority of people check it. It's gotta be a high perceived value. I want that kind of offer. And then they check the box. And what happens is when they complete the checkout by clicking the buy now button, because that checkbox is checked, it automatically adds that extra product to your order and away they go and it's automatically charged to the cart. And this is all, again, before they purchase. So this is, again, before a sales funnel. So an example of this could be someone's buying sunglasses, right? And then the order bump is, do you want our hard case and cleaning kit thrown in for an extra 10 bucks? But if it's like, hey, you just bought this pair of sunglasses, would you also like to buy our sheep herders tent? Probably not the best order bump, right? You sell those? Yeah, <laughs> we, we actually have sold sheep herders tents before. They were a pain in the butt to ship. Why does that not surprise me? Anyway, keep going. So anyway, the order bump is magical. And if you're thinking, oh, that's kind of dumb. No. How does an extra 24% take rate sound? Because mm. that's about the average of our order bumps. And globally across the info product space, you see order bumps between 15 and 20% all day long. Yeah. And it only takes a paragraph and by a paragraph, I mean two sentences and a price to institute this. So another example, if you have ever been through a book funnel, I mean, if you guys are listening to this podcast, I am almost assured you've been through a free plus shipping book funnel. And if you haven't, go through mine. 
I'll take your money. I don't mind. <laughs> It's at buildgrowscale.com, right? Ecommerceevolvedbook.com is, uh, is, is the free plus shipping funnel, but you can find it from there too. But either way, guys, on that one, my book is free plus shipping, right? So free plus shipping. So you pay $7.95 for shipping. The order bump is the lost chapter, which is an additional chapter for the book and the audio book for 37 bucks. Okay. That has an 18.89% take rate. Just pulled those stats so that I could make sure I told you that. Wow. So 18% of the people who are getting the free book are also paying me an additional $37 before the sales funnel kicks in. Okay. Now, so if I didn't even have a sales funnel, that would make a very big difference. Specifically in the case of free plus shipping offers, it's very hard to buy traffic when your average order value is just the shipping price because you still have to ship the product. Right. So most of the time with a free plus shipping offer, especially like a book, you go negative 15 to $20 once you acquired the customer. So you need to make sure you can boost your AOV to recover that. Okay. Same thing for Russell Brunson or Brendan Burchard or any of the guys who are doing free plus funnels or Dean Graziosi, who's selling 5,000 books a week, which is ridiculous, like insane, amazing. So the order bump, though, can be a couple of different things. You could also do priority processing as an order bump. So they add the sunglasses to their cart and you say, hey, due to shipping volumes, your order won't ship for two to three days. Click this button to get front of the line processing for an extra $6.95. Easy, simple, doesn't even require you to have a second product. So if you're only a one-trick pony with one product, it's a good way to do it. Another thing that's an amazing order bump that doesn't require really any additional effort is a warranty. Now, again, this can be used for good or evil. All right. If you're evil, you're a schmuck. If you do it right, you're an awesome person who's providing value to your customers. So if you do a warranty, like, hey, you bought my flashlight, comes with a one-year warranty. If you'd like a lifetime warranty, you spent 80 bucks on the flashlight, the lifetime warranty is only 20 bucks. Check this box if you want it. Okay. And I can give you a real example of that. There is a guy, I can't give you a site because he would kill me because it's crushing it, but he sells a cell phone case for $9.95. And it's a cool cell phone case, but it's still just a cell phone case, just like everybody else's cell. The cool thing is he's clearing $80,000 a month in profit off of this cell phone case, mm -hmm. selling it for $9.95. He has no upsells. He has no other products. What's the magic? The order bump. Buy the cell phone case for $9.95, get a lifetime we pay shipping both ways replacement warranty for $19.95, okay? That is the entire sales process and funnel. There's no other offers. He tried an upsell and he really sucked at it. And he's like, this is not worth the hassle. I'm just going to leave my front end alone and dial that in. So he's clearing 80K a month profit just because of the order bump. And yes, he has a legit warranty. His replacement thing, like the amount of people, customers who come in to get replacements is less than 3%. So it's literally pure profit in his pocket. Now, if a customer says, hey, I need it or I need to replace it twice, he's going to do it because, again, it's a law of averages, right? So the warranties are a great thing if you actually want to offer the warranty and own up to it because if you don't, man, you're going to be blasted real fast. You won't be in business for very long. But oh, if yeah. you do, it's a great way to do it. Another way you can do an order bump is by combining quantity into the order bump. So one of the products that we scaled really, really big for a while when we had our gun niche brand was a boar snake. It's basically a pull-through gun cleaner that cleans the barrel. It looks like a rope and they call it a snake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these would sell for about 20 bucks in the store. We were doing them for free plus shipping for $4.95. This was a customer acquisition funnel. We tried to get them into our continuity program, very much modeled off of survival life. Okay. The thing here though was our AOV in that niche, it was the same audience everybody else was marketing to because of the conservatives. And so our cost per acquisition was very high. AOV was very low. So what we did was we said, hey, get the free boar snake for 
free shipping costs. Our order bump was how about two more boar snakes for $9.95? So they could triple their order. And why would a gun guy, well, I'm a gun guy, you do want more than one boar snake because then you can put them in different places and you have multiple cleaning kits, you have multiple guns, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a good offer. And still, they were buying three boar snakes. That's what the psychology offer was. They were getting three boar snakes for less than the price of one in mm-hmm. retail. So it was a complete no brainer offer. Okay. It had about a 30% take rate on that offer. So right there, we were getting another eight bucks from over 30% of the people making our AOV higher before they even got into the funnel. So order bumps are just a magical thing. And I think everybody should use them. So the examples that you mentioned here, we'll put some examples in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. But you have a variety or a, a lot of range here as to how to price that order bump. What should we tell people as far as like, obviously a warranty, something like the cell phone case guy, which is brilliant, by the way, that was really twice the actual price of the physical product. How do you know how to price it? Or is this just a, you got to test it kind of thing? Or is there any sort of like rule of thumb that you use when you're advising customers on this? It is a, you got to test it thing, but some little tips and tricks on it. If you're doing a free plus shipping offer, because a lot of people think those are really sexy. Typically, in most cases, boar snakes is a bad example, but I like to triple the price of the shipping price in my order bump. The reason we like to do that is because even with a lower take rate, but it's usually never below 15%, it's a nice 20 or $30 boom boost to your AOV right like that. There's other ways that are simpler to do your order bump too. You could do a BOGO offer, right? Buy one, get one or check this box to get another pair of sunglasses for 50% off. Those kind of things, or 40% off. And you can just play with whatever your margins are for those kind of things. The most important thing about an order bump is you want it to have the highest take rate possible. So it needs to be one of those no-brainer, irresistible offers, not just something that you threw out there. If you want to just throw something out there, use priority processing because it's easy. But don't just stick something in there for the sake of sticking something in there because you want it to help you. Actually do it. Our listeners here in Perpetual Traffic aren't uh, like that. They would actually do it. That's good. Ethical listeners here. So I'm just sucking up to our audience every chance we get here. Anyway. Now, on uh, a Shopify store, though, this becomes a little bit more problematic because you can't do it on the checkout page. The checkout page is the number one best place in the world to do order bumps. Like, hands down, we both know that. And I want you guys who are listening to know that too. If you have a checkout page and you have the ability to inject an order bump onto your checkout page, it should be right below the credit card details and right above the checkout button, the buy now button. That's the best place hands down to do it. However, for those of you on Shopify, I feel your pain because that's where I live most of the time. Shopify doesn't let you work on the checkout, doesn't let you inject things into the checkout, doesn't let you do anything. So the next place people throw them are in the cart which is actually the worst place to try to boost your AOV because now you're throwing in a distraction to someone whose only focus in life should be clicking that proceed to checkout button. Any kind of in-cart upsell, in-cart AOV booster, if you're using it, I promise you it's an illusion that it's helping you. It may be actually increasing your AOV. I guarantee it will. But I also guarantee if you track your data correctly, you would notice that your completed checkouts and your reached checkouts are significantly lower, more loss than your gain from the average order value boost. So note to self, don't do in-card upsells. Just so we're clear, all right, I land on my product page, which fires a view content. Do not, in your case, or at least you're advising everyone not to add a little checkbox right there, but 
after they actually click the add to cart because you don't want them to not click add to cart. I mean, on the actual shopping cart of Shopify. That is where I'm saying don't use any in-cart upsell AOV boosters, anything like that. When they're in the actual shopping cart, the only focus, the only thing they should ever do or be told to do is click the proceed to checkout button. In Shopify's case, the best place to do a pre-purchase bump or booster, like an order bump, is going to be on the product page where they have the add to cart button. And again, there's two ways to do it. We actually built an app that does this that we give to our members because it's heavy code to get this to work right. So there is the ability to add a checkbox right above the add to cart button. So you know, we were talking about Breathrocks, breathrocks.com, B-R-E-A-T-H-R-O-X.com. Okay, this is one of the sites that we work with and they sell a very low ticket product. It was $9.95 for a three pack. So first thing we did was only sell six packs because we had to get the AOV higher. So now our base price is $19.95. Conversion rate was less than a half a percent lower and still had to boost the AOV to buy traffic. So we added a three pack of tongue cleaners, those tongue scraper things that you scrape your tongue and all this nasty gunk comes off, which if you've never done that, do it. You will be so grossed out. You'll never stop using them. So we added a three pack of tongue cleaners for $9.99 and a three pack is worth 30 days, a 30 day supply. Okay, and it's just a little checkbox right above the add to cart button. Okay, and I'll make sure there's screenshots of all this for the show notes so you guys can see it. Now, in this case, it's a perfect add-on because the Breath Rocks is a breath freshening, kills bad breath, halitosis kind of slayer. If someone who is trying to get rid of bad breath by buying this product, well, also there's lots of germs and nasty stuff on your tongue. So by doing that, it's a good fit, right? And the take rate for that, by the way, is 25%. So 25% of the people who are buying the Breath Rocks crystals are also adding the tongue cleaners for 10 bucks to their order. That's killer. So for that one, which we'll either have images or links in the show notes, how many different products did you test on that order bump before you really found a winner? Obviously, a 25% take rate is fantastic. So in this case, we don't have a lot of products to choose from mm. because there's three flavors of Breath Rocks, and the way we sell it is through a variety pack. Then we get them to come back and they can buy their flavors that they just want you know, three or four or six packs of. So we didn't really have a lot of options. So what we did was we used another version of our checkbox thing to create what we call a revenue bump, which is below the add to cart button. And we would have, it'd be like three little choices, three checkbox, three images, three prices below the add to cart button side by side. And it would be, you know, would you like to add a three pack of watermelon, a three pack of peppermint or a three pack of orange? And so that was the first one. And that works really well. It just doesn't work as well as the tongue scraper. So what we've done is we've now taken the tongue scraper and made that the primary. And then we moved the buy other flavors into an upsell path. We just tested variations of that. The tongue scrapers were a relatively new thing for us because we didn't have that until recently. So we didn't have a whole lot of testing there. And some other sites, we usually test probably five to seven different products or combo offers or options before we find the right one. Another way to do that, like I was saying with those examples, is you can use that three checkbox option with visuals to do supplements or bundle offers. So that whole additional quantity pricing, you can do that on the page of the Shopify store as well visually. And I'll make sure you get this screenshot too. So selling a supplement, the supplement is $39.97 for a fat loss supplement. Then you have choose your quantity like normal, the check boxes or the the plus boxes. Then you have your add to cart button. Right below that, we say add more bottles to save and get free shipping. And then below that are three images. Add one more bottle, get 40% off, save 24 bucks. 
or add two more bottles, save 42% or save 50 bucks, or add three more bottles, 45% off, save 80 bucks. And they can check any one of those. And when they click the add to cart button, it's automatically added into the cart with the other products. And we've just thereby boosted the potential for the AOV to go up. I understand guys, it may be a little hard to follow without the visuals, but I'll make sure you guys have that. All right, so ethical question on an order bump. And this is one that I remember <laughs> back in the day in the affiliate days, 10, 15 years ago, this was always a question. What's the ethical dilemma with automatically checking the order bump even prior to actually adding to cart? Let me do the, I'm not a lawyer. I've never been on you know, all that stuff. Like I'm an accountant. I'm not even a very smart guy. I am blonde for those of you guys who don't know. So take what I say with a grain of salt. Number one, you can do order bumps with continuity. That's something we like to do as well. But because of basically all the shady people who did the forced continuities with the auto-checked buttons, if you're doing continuity, no auto-check at all. Now, if you're doing something like priority processing, a BOGO or a buy one, get one or any kind of other offer, technically you can auto-check the button. You will get a significant increase in sales. You will, but you'll also get a significant increase in customer service from people saying, hey, I didn't want that. Why did it charge me that? Please refund me. Now, the question is, is the increase in sales bigger than the increase in customer service and refunds and how much more are you getting to keep? That's one concern. My concern is I'm building a business. I'm not a one-hit wonder. I'm not trying to extract my profit on the front end and never talk to these people again. I want them to come back. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing to me is that customer experience and treating the customer right. So we don't auto-check for that reason because we are building a long-term business where we're trying to get these customers to come back. We want them to have a great experience. We want them to become evangelists of the brand or the product. And if you do things like that, it's very tough to have a great experience because even if they don't complain about it, they're probably looking at it having that little like uh, feeling. Yeah. And just for the record, there are plenty of blonde lawyers out there. We watched Legally Blonde a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's a great movie. So the rule of thumb really is continuity, no way. And that's really been mm, hashed out, I think, by the FTC over the course of the last 10, 15 years. Uh, lots of people, lots of companies that are probably no longer in business and some that are still are. So definitely know there, but it really, it's the, it depends, but you have to really weigh the cost versus benefit as well as the relationship that you may or may not be sacrificing the time in which you spend for customer service against the bump in average order value. So good advice there. So order bumps, one order bump, don't stack order bumps. It will bite you every time. One order bump on the page. Don't be like, oh, well, if one is good, more is better. Not in this case. So how do we get more pre-cart boosting of the AOV if we can only do one order bump? Okay. Well, you do a hybrid. All right. So the simplest hybrid would be doing the additional quantity version, whether it's using the radio buttons or the drop down, and an order bump or doing the order bump and priority processing or combining some of the other boosters together because you want to get as many of them in there together as you can. And then that's all pre-purchase. If you also have post-purchase upsell functionality, then you've got two to three more steps where you're able to still increase the AOV even further. Mm -hmm. And because all of this is pre-purchase, it's almost like a wall comes down when someone purchases. They purchase, they forgot everything about pre-purchase and now they're thinking about whatever comes next. So it's they don't get upset having pre-purchase boosters thrown at them and then also having upsells you know, thrown at them. There's right. never a conflict there. The conflict comes from if you put them through upsell hell where you have like 95 upsells that never end. Um, but if you're ethical and nice and cool about that, 
again, it, it comes down to that golden rule, right? Do unto others and you'll be fine. That's the hope, at least. And I think the Breath Rocks page is actually is a good example of this because you do have a combination of, and you do it subtly. And then also there's the, the three pack of the tongue cleaners for $9.99. Uh, but you can actually get more than one quantity of the six pack of Mandarin Orange, which looks delicious, by the way. It is. It's my favorite. That looks pretty good. I did notice on that page and being a Facebook guy, you actually do have send to messenger, I believe pre-selected or maybe I selected it. Nope, just... it's pre-selected. Okay. What is that? That's a little ninja tactic there all on one page. So what we're seeing here, and we'll make sure it's in the screenshot, is on the product page below the add to cart button is the checkbox for send to messenger. We removed it from the checkout page. It's actually still on the checkout page, but we also added it pre-checked to the product page. The reason we're doing this is we trigger abandoned carts with messenger. And the earlier we can get them subscribed to messenger, the earlier we can trigger the abandoned cart. So now we can trigger messenger based abandoned carts, even if they don't make it to the actual checkout page where you would normally capture the abandoned card information. Well, you pretty much test everything. You guys are like testing, not even nerds, like you're beyond nerds at Build, Grow, Scale. How many hours did you say right before we recorded? Yeah, so we have between our team just analyzing the data and running the split tests and things like that, we have over 500 hours a week of specific revenue optimization testing and data analyzing going on. And that doesn't count developers or we're not padding those numbers. That's literally just RO stuff. That's crazy. RO meaning revenue optimization as opposed to conversion optimization. And yeah, if you guys are unfamiliar with that term, I could go into it or you could just watch the other episode, which I think would be better because we did a really good job of explaining that there. And as Ralph said, it was actually a very popular episode. So yeah. So once again, I mean, if you haven't listened to that episode 166, go back and Tanner goes through sort of the bigger picture of this. We really just narrowed in on just one part to the whole experience. And filled an entire episode with it. And there's probably even more stuff, but so it's really, it's those three steps. So just to reiterate, it's three ways in which to increase your AOV with front end boosters is with quantities. You got enhanced shipping. And then of course, order bumps. Combining the options to create the fourth option for you. Like I said, we'll leave a lot of images and URLs in the show notes. so You guys can take a look at this. This is super good stuff, man. Like if you combine this with Ninja Facebook ads, and the type of offer that really improves people's lives, you're going to be able to not only build a really sustainable business, but also be able to pay and be willing to pay, provided you're willing, to pay more to acquire a customer. And that's really the key here is that if you can increase that average order value just with these little tips here, you know, we're going to be going through more. As we said in our episode 166, we're going to have Tanner on here in Perpetual Traffic as a recurring guest so he can give you guys the goods like he did today. Man, this is awesome. Totally uh, psyched to have had you on. Once again, where can people find you and the book and everything else that you guys do? So easiest way to find anything about us is just go to buildgrowscale.com. You can find the book from there. You can see any of the other offers, how you can work with us, how you can learn from us, whatever. It's all there. Easy and simple. I just wanted to add one little thing, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, which obviously you are if you're hearing my voice, the cool thing about it is what Ralph teaches with the Ecom Ad Amplifier and what we teach with revenue optimization is they're basically a match made in heaven because revenue optimization is this holistic approach to the entire customer journey and levels of the customer as they progress through. And that's the same thing with what Ralph teaches. It's levels of traffic. It's building on where you were last. And the two of these things, like Ralph and I have talked a lot 
off podcast episodes and our businesses fit together so well because we teach similar things. We have similar thought processes about how the customers need to progress, how the visitors need to progress and taking care of them at each step of the way. So if you can combine these two guys, you're looking at some amazing results for your company in the future. Yeah, for sure. And I believe it's episode 145, which is the Ecom Ad Amplifier episode where we go through the entire thing. You combine it with this stuff. And I think you've really got uh, a sweet one-two combo. So, man, great to have you on as always. Look forward to the next one. And as I said, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and resources and cool stuff we talked about here on this episode. Tanner, great to have you on, man. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. You bet. All right. Till next time, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.